Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. UDOT believes that these improvements will increase the quality of life for both the residents and Canyon users. Right now on KSL Plus. Unfortunately, this is moving more in the direction that we don't want. A battle over the future of Little Cottonwood Canyon. To be honest, I don't know a climber who isn't pissed off about it. We need you to reach out. To After years of research and public comment. I think that's kind of an eyesore. UDOT is recommending a gondola to solve the canyon's transportation problems. It's a polarizing issue for sure, but I think I have a feeling when this, uh, when the gondola is finally in, it's going to be something that we look back at and wonder how we ever survived without it. I'm Matt Rascone near the mouth of Little Cottonwood Canyon. Millions head up this road every year, and no one likes the congestion or the parking problems. So the state has said the way to fix that is with a gondola, and the proposed base station would be somewhere in this area near Lakai. This week, we dive into the debate, one that's grown more intense over the last week, as seen here on this beat-up, graffitied sign that says, Gondola Works. The Utah Department of Transportation announcing they're recommending the state move forward with a gondola in Little Conwood Canyon. Yeah, UDOT choosing gondola B as their preferred choice to solve traffic problems in the canyon. The issue has stirred up a lot of debate, receiving more public comment than any other UDOT project. Specialist Jed My colleagues has, Jed Bull, Doug Wright, and others talked to several supporters of the project, including Josh Van Jura. But also recognizing that UDOT doesn't have funding currently. UDOT's project manager. We're proposing a phased solution where we would start with components of the enhanced bus alternative, and that's the one with no canyon widening, where we would improve and increase bus service, add mobility hubs, and implement tolling or occupancy restrictions. And we really feel like this will improve the air quality, protect the watershed, and really improve the quality of life for users of the canyon, but also residents in the surrounding communities. I grew up in this state. Uh, we've been talking about this issue uh, in Little Cottonwood Canyon for literally for decades, and to finally come to a solution is great. So Ski Utah supports uh, the gondola decision, congratulates UDOT and the state for making this uh, big and tough call, but I think it's going to go a long way to uh, improving the 
experience for everyone that skis or hikes or bikes in that canyon. Did you not feel as though the majority of the public was in favor of gondola? Is, is that, is, was that part of the decision-making process? So you're right, this is a project that so many people are passionate about. And I think the fact that we got 14,000 comments, which is more than we've ever received, clearly demonstrates that passion. And people are, I would say, fairly evenly divided between all of the alternatives. So we recognize that some people may not be happy with the preferred alternative we've released today, but we've taken public consideration very much into this decision-making process, but also tied it to our purpose and need, right? Our desire to improve mobility, reliability, and safety in the canyon for all users while balancing the environmental impacts of the different alternatives as long as the cost and all of that public input we've received. When you look at the backups and you look at the traffic, you look at the pollution and the wear and tear on the canyon, I think virtually everybody, regardless of whether they like the gondola idea ultimately or not, something has had to be done. And what kind of immediate effect, if, if we boost the bus service, for example, in the short term, what kind of a difference can and will that make on the canyon? So the goal of the project is to reduce private vehicles by roughly 30%. And that'll get it down to stable traffic flows. Because a mountainous road can handle roughly 1,000 vehicles per hour. And on those busy Saturday and Sunday mornings, yeah. we're seeing far more than that. And that's what's leading to that congestion, that queuing on 9400 South back into Wasatch Boulevard that's preventing people to getting into and out of their homes. So that transition of 30% of the vehicles into transit is gonna help protect the watershed, it's gonna improve air quality, and it's gonna improve the quality of life for those residents at the mouth of the canyon. Yeah, I've heard a lot from the residents <laughs> at the mouth of the canyon, we'll talk about that in a minute. But in the brief time we have, are the, the resorts cooperating? And, for example, it was Solitude that implemented uh, pricing for parking, mm -hmm. now Park City and the affiliated resorts up there. Is there something similar happening at the top of Little Cottonwood Canyon? So Alta does have a parking a reservation system. Um, but UDOT is proposing tolling and or occupancy restrictions as well. And we would obviously work with the resorts in, in the implementation of that. It's the alternative that we support because it takes the road out of the equation. But again, we really need to get that 30% of the vehicles into transit to make the roadway stable for all users, not just ski resort users, but the backcountry skiers, the sledders, right. and the people who just want to go for a walk in the woods. I understand that this is a very controversial topic that a lot of people have opinions on, but I, I think what, what UDOT has done and what I appreciate is that they have been very thoughtful about, uh, about the way they've gone about it and, and what this future proposal looks like. Let's talk about the longer term. Let's talk about the actual gondolas. What is anticipated? What would be realistic? How many years are we going to be waiting? So that's a great question. Unfortunately, I can't answer it again, because it's dependent upon funding. So we can't implement any alternative until we have a record of decision. And that's the final step in the EIS process. So right now, we've just released the final EIS. We have a 45-day comment period. 
We will read, review, and consider all of those comments and put that into consideration in issuing the rod mm-hmm. or the record of decision. It's that funding component yeah. that's the unknown in the middle, but we anticipate that advertising, procuring, and constructing a gondola system will take two to three years after funding has been identified. That was my next question. I was wondering, once we actually start construction, we have the funding, at least to the point where we're comfortable to start, would it be a design and build, or do we know exactly what's, what it's going to look like and where and how it's going to go? So UDOT did do preliminary engineering, but they aren't final design plans, right? We used our independent engineers. We didn't use any vendors, so we could be consistent for all of the alternatives. So there wasn't any bias in the engineering. So we would have to procure an actual designer and contractor. How quickly does, does this gondola system move people up and down the canyon? And how long does it take me to get from parking to skiing? So that's a great question. The gondola cabins under gondola A or B travel at roughly 18 miles an hour, and they hold 35 passengers apiece. So that, what that means for users is that to transport roughly 1,000 people per hour up the canyon, that a 35-person cabin would arrive every two minutes. And I think it's important to note that the UTA buses today hold approximately 42 people. So very similar capacity between a single gondola cabin and a bus. And it would be 27 minutes of travel time from the gondola base station up to Snowbird and an additional 10 minutes up to Alta. When, when I think of the, the gondola system, up at the upper end of the canyon, we're used to all kinds of lifts and even you know gondolas and solitude and so on. There was a gondola back in the old days up in uh, Park City. And so the upper part of the canyon isn't what is bothering some people or they have questions about. It's that straight view. This is a glacier-cut canyon, so you're going to see it all the way down. And so what, what is the reaction to that? How big are the towers going to be? Is, is the view of that classic glacial-cut canyon going to be a, a big concern? So the view is certainly going to change with the gondola towers. I absolutely agree with that statement. Some of the towers, the tallest, I believe, is 262 feet. That is at the mouth of the canyon. There are towers numerous towers in that 200-foot range. Mm-hmm. Um, and the alignment is very close to the edge of the road. Obviously, it varies a little bit. But it will be a visual change for yeah. users in the canyon. I don't disagree with that. I think the gondola brings a lot of other environmental benefits, however, that were all taken into consideration, right? It doesn't widen the road or add width for train tracks. That could inhibit wildlife movement. It also has a very small footprint for construction. So there's less earth-disturbing activities, which is going to help protect our watershed. The gondola would cross National Forest Service land. Their project manager tells me UDOT has addressed their environmental concerns. UDOT has addressed all the Forest Service comments and concerns in this. However, the Forest Service has not uh, determined a preferred alternative at this time. They are waiting for a determination from the Federal Highway Administration about whether they can appropriate an easement 
for this alternative. I know a lot of people are really concerned. Hey, that's great that we might limit the actual traffic on the road going up the canyon itself. But what's going to happen at the mouth? And I know citizens who have built rather nice houses in that neighborhood are very concerned. Sure. So the base station is anticipated to be about three quarters of a mile northwest of the, where SR-210 and SR-209 are 94 south, mm-hmm. the mouth of the canyon. So it'll be about three quarters of a mile away on North Little Cottonwood Road. And there will be a parking structure there that can hold 2,500 vehicles. And a 35-person gondola cabin is expected to depart every two minutes. Now, we've done our traffic modeling. We do not anticipate that private vehicles trying to drive up the canyon will block the entrance to that parking structure. So overall, they should have better access to their homes in that area than they do today. The price tag, $550 million, which includes $160 million for snow sheds, widening Wasatch Boulevard, and trailhead improvements. Operation and maintenance costs, $4 million per winter. Running it in the summer would add $3 million per year, but they do not need to run it in the summer to solve the traffic problems. Many who live near the mouth of the canyon have been outspoken against the gondola, as have others who use the canyon. A Deseret News Hinkley Institute poll last year found that 80% of Utahns prefer another option over the gondola. Here are some of my colleagues' conversations with opponents of the project. We can either wait for the government to enforce it and instill all these things that will ruin the experience for everyone, or Including we can make positive change and make this work. Brad Rutledge with Wasatch Backcountry Alliance. We talked to all the stakeholders of the different proposed alternatives being considered uh, for this, this funding to, to address the issues of transportation in Little Codwood Canyon. And we came away with a really clear, um, solid decision um, of not supporting any of the alternatives, to be honest. We um, were against the gondola And we were also against widening of the road. Um, Our position was we feel like there's existing infrastructure that exists today. And if we can um, incentivize users of the canyon to change their behavior, that would be carpooling, taking public transit, um, that we we feel like we we can make this work without ruining the canyon. Uh, Response to UDOT's decision, disappointed, massively disappointed, but not surprised. Um, they've been faced with a really difficult challenge and there are a lot of influential um, uh, people um, and entities at play that have been you know promoting the gondola anyone watching the you know television on social media driving up and down the highways you've seen these pro gondola ads Uh, huge massive investment uh, by the the uh, businesses and individuals that stand to make a lot of money if this goes through. I wouldn't be surprised if public opinion for those who don't access the canyons a lot would be swayed to be more in favor of the, of the gondola. However, the, you know, the, the messaging and the advertising is really uh, misleading. And um, if I were a Utah taxpayer and, and I didn't visit the canyons very often, or if I were a Utah pack taxpayer, and I recreated in the canyons a lot, I would absolutely be against spending taxpayer money for a gondola. It's just the wrong solution. 
However, um, you know, the announcement that UDOT made had kind of a mixed bag in, in some ways. Uh, there's some hope in, in, in the sense that uh, we have the opportunity to try um, in implementing you know, this enhanced bus service. Right, right. And uh, we can either wait for the government to implement something that people clearly don't want, which is the gondola, or we can take matters into our own hands and people can carpool, uh, they can ride public uh, transportation, they could take advantage of the Wasatch Backcountry Alliance mountain shuttle to get up and down their destination and limit uh, the cars that are, that are in the canyon and, and help alleviate those traffic problems today. There's going to be some towers here and a couple over here. Craig Osterloh helped found Friends of Little Cottonwood Canyon, which is against the gondola. I'm sure it will be underutilized. His neighborhood has plenty of yard signs in opposition to the plan, calling it pervasive and expensive. Not only does it cost way too much money, but uh, if you have a choice between spending 45 minutes on the gondola or taking a 15 minute drive up the canyon and you're a skier, you're going to take the car because it's faster. The gondola, once it's up there 200 some odd feet in the air, it's not dipping down to drop you <laughs> off at a, at a trailhead. It just goes up the canyon. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, you know, one of, one of the concerns, I, I guess, that we have when we look at this is, you know, the stated objective of this program is to improve roadway safety, reliability, and mobility on SR 210, State Road 210, for all users. And um, it kind of uh, um, something that really stands out is this is really not addressing all users. So uh, all of the dispersed canyon users, meaning people that access trailheads to go hiking, snowshoeing, backcountry skiing, there's no stops, just as you said, Doug, along the, the gondola route. It only has two stops. It's at uh, Snowbird and Alta, two private for-profit ski resorts, um, which is fantastic. But we're definitely not addressing with the gondola all users with this solution. I was really appalled when I heard the news. Uh, honestly, I think it's extremely unfair to climbers. It's extremely unfair to other canyon users. Um, I think it's just really in favor of the resorts and a lot of money that's been put behind it. This is such a unique canyon, the fact that it's glacially cut and it's straight. Unlike big cottonwood that goes all over the place, right. this is a straight cut providing uh, an almost unprecedented, breathtaking view of the Salt Lake Valley from the very, very top of the canyon. And I'm trying to imagine what this canyon will look like and the effect on the, the, just the viewscape. That's that right. this is going to have. Yeah, you know, a lot of people emotionally are really uh, tied to this view. And uh, as I've been monitoring this and highly involved in this for the last several years, every time I drive past Little Cottonwood, whether that's, you know, Wasatch Boulevard or from the highway, I always look up and I just say, capture this moment because it may not look like this forever. It's absolutely a spectacular canyon. People from all over the world come to Little Cottonwood Canyon for its beauty, for its recreation. And if, if you look at Mount Superior in itself, it is just a photographic postcard moment right there. And all the way up the canyon, it's just like that. So the views um, and forever changing Little Cottonwood Canyon is really a big concern that people have. And I think that's tied to uh, the concern that this won't work. It just feels like the state's cashing in on the tourist industry and not really considering like what the people who live here really want you know i mean the most of the people i talk to in utah most of my climbing friends are all really concerned about conservation in the environment so to hear that they're gonna smash all that ignore public opinion and build a gondola is pretty damn heartbreaking one of the things that our organization looked at is is we dove deep into each of the alternatives that udot was considering and we put together a podcast series called the uptrack
And we have about 11, 12 hours of recorded material where we talk to everyone from the CDC uh, to UDOT to proponents of the gondola, busing, and the train. And we came to the clear conclusion that the gondola just won't work the way they want it to. And uh, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm not seeing any proof or evidence that people will ride the gondola when they want to go up in the winter to ski at Alta, at Snowbird, or access trails. It takes the longest of any transportation mode that's out there. It's going to be more expensive and more inconvenient. And on a day when you want to get up and get those fresh powder runs in, time is of the essence. Taxpayer-funded projects should benefit all county residents, not just ski resorts. Democratic Representative Suzanne Harrison says she's disappointed in UDOT's decision and would rather see better carpooling, bus service, and parking reservations. The people at the mouth of the canyon and in this community are opposed to it because it will be an eyesore, a waste of taxpayer dollars, and also be a project that threatens our watershed and our gorgeous canyon. You know, the viewshed is, is definitely part of it. If the solution would work, you know, it might be a different story. We might be analyzing this a little bit differently. But in many ways, we look at this as the, uh, the big gamble. So the big gamble meaning there's a gamble that we're going to build this, you know, and, and we're estimating now it's going to be closer to $1 billion to build this thing, just with inflation wow. and prices. I asked Josh off here, and he said maybe 500 to 550 you know, million, million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So that was their estimates. Now, if we look at other government programs where, you know, they do big projects like this, like the Salt Lake Airport, you know, they, these always exceed the, the estimated, you know, price tag. But mm -hmm. even if it were, you know, the, the half a billion dollars, it's still a lot of money on an unproven system that we, we don't think is going to alleviate traffic problems. We think it's going to add to crowding in the canyon. I'm a mom, I'm a taxpayer, I'm a resident. The idea of writing a check, a public dollars for a half a billion dollar investment, that is concerning to me as a resident. It's even more concerning as a mayor when we look at all of the needs in our community. Doug, one of the biggest concerns, and you get this, you, get, you understand the beauty of, of Little Cottonwood. Yeah. Once those towers are in, these are skyscraper sized towers. Um, it, it, let's say that system doesn't work. Let's say uh, we want to take it out for some reason, just be, you know, but in the future, there's no money. There's not going to be a budget to take those towers out. It will forever scar and damage the Little Cottonwood Canyon. You know, mentioned sky, uh, skyscraper height. I, I think a lot of people can't kind of grasp what 262 feet is. Is there something comparable that Utahns could kind of relate to a building, a landmark? Yeah, uh, Hotel Monaco I uh, was, was reading um, is kind of of that height. And so if you imagine standing at the base of Hotel Monaco, uh, downtown Salt Lake City, this is the kind of scale of what we're looking at. Uh, some of these towers are as tall, if not taller, than the, the, uh, the gondola that runs at Snowbird, if you've mm -hmm. seen that. Yeah. Um, and so these are massive. This will end up being the, long, the world's longest gondola. And so the impacts to this, I think we've got to get it right. We can't gamble and hope that this works out. We need to make sure that the solution does work to, to accomplish what we set up to do. I have a call to action to the public, and that is please go to the UDOT website. If you share my concerns over cost and over impact to the canyon, file a report. Tell them what you are concerned about.
We are now in a 45-day comment period. To let UDOT know what you think about the project, you can head to their website. They plan to make a final decision this winter, and then we'll still have to secure funding. And to find the stories behind this debate, you can go to our website, kseltv.com. You can be sure this is a story we will continue to follow. That does it for us this week on KSL Plus. From the mouth of Little Cottonwood Canyon, I'm Matt Rascone. We'll see you again next week.